Like a virgin. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Bearded Vinyl Show. I'm Freddie Oka, and Brandon Finley is with me, as always. What's going on, Brandon? Chilling, dude. How's it going? <laughs> you're laughing at my singing, weren't you? Yeah, you know, usually you're you're not awful. That, <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand... <laughs> that was not your best. Yeah. That was not your best. Um, yeah, man. There was a. We used to have a. There, I used to work over on the south side of Jacksonville, and there was a place called the Bombay Bicycle Club, and they called oh. this guy. They called him Mister Bombay, so he's from India, and he was notorious for going there and singing like a virgin. It was awesome. He'd have one cigarette. <laughs> he'd have a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and could barely speak English, but he would sing that song. It was. Fantastic. I can just imagine, like, like a virgin. Yes. For the very first time. He was, he was so popular there. His name, was, <laughs> his name was Mr. Bombay. That's what his, that's what his name was. We called him Mr. Bombay. That's how popular I was. want. I want to hear that so bad. <laughs> Too bad that place is closed. I, I thought it would be very good. Like a virgin. <laughs> uh, I love it, man. I was, I was watching... Uh, Big Bang Theory earlier tonight, and Raj, who's an Indian fellow, was making fun of Leonard for being American and everything sounded American. And it's so it's funny to hear someone of another culture make fun of an American accent because you know we grow, you know, we're just used to American accents and how it sounds. But he just made fun of Leonard's American accent. And I was like, it kind of made me think for a second. I was like, yeah, I, I guess other cultures probably are like, ha ha ha, you eat cheeseburgers it's, and mac and cheese. It, it's so it's, funny you say that because. When we went to the Philippines, uh, we have some cousins over there, and they were like, "Oh, you round eye, ha 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 ha, you round eye." <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait a second, is he talking about me or is he talking about my mom?" You know, trying to figure out what he's talking about. But they were making fun of Americans because you're like, "That's racist." <laughs> don't, don't do it's that. Everywhere, me. As far as people making <laughs> other people's cultures. Yeah, but it's, I'm sure it was a it good was. fun though. So relative, so. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, man. I, I tell you what, we're slacking on our podcast abilities this week because we're tired, man. It's ten o'clock at night, and we're sitting down from the day we just got through. I, I, you got off work and went to, straight to a soccer game. I got off work. I went and did soccer uh-huh. lessons, and then I coached two games. I'm beat, man. I what actually went to a swim meet as soon as I got home. 
yeah. And it was there was no shade, you know, there's no shade of that YMCA pool. So blistered Gabe's in his full gear, long sleeves, black pants for soccer for the goalie girls. He's getting plastered by the sun. And he's like, Well, how long we gotta be Ooh. here? I'm like, let's just watch Kaylee do the five hundred individual and then the relay and then we'll get out of here because it'll be close to five o'clock to start our matches. And of course we get to the fields and there's only like three people there. So we rush for no reason. But we got out of the sun. Yeah. Hey, and there was plenty of water on the field for you guys to cool off. This is I don't know how the rest of our listening audience has been, but man, we have been pelted by rain this year. We still have standing water on our soccer fields from just I mean, it hasn't rained in three days, but we still have standing water. That's how much water we have accumulated. Right. The problem is it's, that it's in the 70s these days. It's not in the 90s anymore. Yeah, it's not nope, evaporating. It is for not. Sure. So. But it feels better outside. I'm not adding to the water on the field by sweating as much as I usually do. So right. that's good. So we, we were trying to do an earlier recording. It didn't work out. So we're trying to – let's just uh, talk about um, the Vinyl Live page, the people that – actually created it um rebel and jp uh, obviously the reason why we did the madonna is because jp opens up all his shows with the madonna song or madonna singles or 45s or lps he loves madonna he talks about something that's going on in history or something going on in today's world dealing with madonna every time he does it's like something we didn't know about madonna he's like this is his research so that's kind of cool that he has that niche it is it is weird you know, for a man, <laughs> a grown man, to love Madonna as much as he does. He does. But, you know, hey, I like Beauty and the Beast. So. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So you want, to try, you want to try to get them Pretty online? Good. Yeah, why not? Well, let's, while we work on getting them, tell, tell our audience a little bit about how you came to be with Vinyl Live TV, and which for you guys that are listening and don't know, we, we do live record auctions on Vinyl Live TV every Saturday. Um, Freddie, tell them a little bit, a bit about how you got hooked up with the the people we're bringing on, JP okay. and Rebel. Um, I, I guess I'll say it's two years, because I thought two and a half would be... You're right, it's probably about two years. Um, I started watching these auctions on Facebook, and I would watch certain people, and then I came across uh, JP and Rebel. And one day she put up a record I wanted, it's Joe to see. And no one has Josie ever puts it up. I think I might be the only person that put up besides Rebel. And uh, I had an instant. I did put up Casey and JoJo. I would like. It's to not Josie. Josie records are. <laughs> <laughs> but, they, but for everybody that. They are Josie though, apparently. That doesn't know this. Brandon did not know Casey and JoJo were in Josie. So I think that's funny as well. Um, Next thing you're going to tell me. Is that Harry Styles was in One Direction? <laughs> I got some news for you, Brandon. He was in New Direction, One Direction. Justin Timberlake was he in was. NBA. Shut up. So was JC Shazaz or whatever <laughs> his name is. Um, yeah. So I bought. I had a I had a message rebel because I couldn't be on the auction. I don't know what I was doing, but I did a silent bid with her, and it was like twenty bucks. And I was like, "There's no way I'm getting this record because." The people that like Josie know that it's an expensive record, and I end up getting it. And uh, ever since then, I've watched her shows because she brings a lot of hip hop stuff that I like. And at that time, I don't think anybody was bringing rap to the auctions. Nobody. I just didn't see anybody except for maybe Chris Rival. 
So, and then actually Chris Robert went over the vinyl life with Rebel and them as well. The other page. But, uh, and then I like the way JP would so calmly, like if you're stressed out, I feel like you, you can watch oh, like, yeah. Bob Ross and you can watch JP and your blood pressure is going to go down. It just calms you down. For sure. How how awesome would he be as like one of those like apps that you buy nowadays? <laughs> like, I would like you to calmly sit down and think of butterflies. Okay. I mean, he's just got the most relaxing he does. voice. He does. He uh. Maybe we can, maybe we can hey. get him to do that. Maybe we can get him to do thirty seconds of deep stress. What I wanted relief. to say is, look at these happy little vinyls. <laughs> <laughs> like Bob Ross, like, look at these, let's paint these happy little trees. For sure. I, my two-year-old, like, I, a lot of times I'll, like, stream um, the auctions from my phone to the TV. And when he comes on, like, either my two-year-old likes Bob Ross, and I've caught him on auctions before, and he'll look at the TV. And a lot of times it's when JP's on. And John Burns, so I don't know where the correlation is. I don't know if I let him watch John Burns. <laughs> Yeah, maybe his first word is going to be like, you know. <laughs> you got to get an angel box on your TV, man. Yeah, for real. I don't know what <laughs> what we could do there. But, you know, we do have them to think as far as, you know, some of she our She gave my first shot, no doubt about it. it. Yeah, for sure. And and because of that, we've had some opportunities to do some cool things. Um, so, uh, including this podcast here and – and some things, you know, for our families that we may not have otherwise been beneficial enough to do. So we're definitely thankful for them for giving us a shot. Plus, I mean, I think we have a lot of I, fun doing it. Sometimes we probably want to kill each other, but most ninety percent of the yeah, time it's we, fun. We definitely probably argue like brothers right now. Like before we started doing the vinyl, we didn't we talked every day, but now we're with each other every day or we're talking on the phone every day and it's like all right, dude, I need like a couple hours of break from you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we, we our arguments have went up slightly since we started doing vinyl together. And, and honestly, it's funny because we don't argue as much coaching as we do with the yeah, vinyl. Yeah, it's the same funny page because with the, with the soccer. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you would think that would be more heated, that would be more argumentative. But we argue more because our, our mindsets are a little bit different when it comes to vinyl, more so than the soccer. So that's kind of yeah, funny. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. I'm glad you brought that up. That, now that I think about it, you're right. It's like, kind of like we, like I'll see something and you'll see the same thing. Or I'll see something and you see the same thing I see. I'm like, you see that? Yep, I know what you're talking about. What's up? You know what, Freddie? I'm glad I brought that up. I, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. Uh, with that said, uh, let's welcome in JP and Rebel. We'll get away from our own little shenanigans here. But, you know, we before you guys came on, um, by the way, welcome. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what? <laughs> what's up, y'all? So we were we were talking a little bit before you guys came on air um, just about, you know, you guys giving us an opportunity to to get on and, and do our show and, and how how awesome that has been. But uh, for those who don't know, tell them a little bit about yourselves and how you guys kind of got into the vinyl. Oh, well, into the vinyl auctions. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of ironic. Uh, you know, I. 
cancer and couldn't work full time anymore. And JP came to me with the brain scheme idea of selling vinyl. And so for years we sold on Discogs and I happened to run across one of these vinyl auctions one day. And I told JP, I said, wow, I was like, I want that. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I said, we could share the vinyl love, you know, we could do this cool thing. And, uh, you know, we started the, uh, Vinyl Live TV family for the love of vinyl. And it's all about the sharing the love. Um, we've got a bunch of great sellers and we're just a big vinyl family. And, and JP, what's, what's your background as far as like, you know, with, with Rebel and even before, like how did you get into not only the auctions, but um, vinyl? obviously, I mean, when I was a kid, you know, it was the format of my generation, you know, because I'm older than you guys. You guys are all young, you know. <laughs> uh, but I always collected vinyl, always loved music. And uh, I was in radio uh, since I was 17. And when you hang out at a radio station, they would send free vinyl. So over those years, you know, I would, you know, pretty much abscond with any vinyl that went down there. Um, so I had a big collection. And always collected. And then, you know, the vinyl, you guys know the vinyl kind of died, you know, when the CDs came out in the 90s. And me and a buddy, Dave, who's a big, all he collects is jazz. We were always at the flea markets ever since the 90s, man, every Sunday, man, trying to scoop up the vinyl. And everybody laughing at us and telling us we were, I guess, crazy. But, I mean, now you guys know all those records are worth, you know, can be worth 50 or 100 bucks now, you know. Um, absolutely, know. absolutely. It's funny because, like you said, a little while back at the flea market, oh, you can have 10, 10 records for a dollar. Okay, great. Now it's like you can get one record for oh, right, right, or you know, depending on right. The it is totally back. I mean, as we know, I mean the CDs are out at Walmart and the vinyls in. So I mean, vinyls totally, you know been resurgent but yeah i mean in 2015 when i was trying to get rebel who knew nothing about vinyl was just a music lover though i mean what i ever told rebel was listen rebel, all you have to you do is like music like you know <laughs> and so she did love music and that's how we got onto discogs and you know started doing a lot of volume on discogs you know when things started picking up particularly in like 2017 18 and then <laughs> rebel came along. i was laughing at you brandon because you just started collecting last year. I get it. I get it. Like, and I was like, please don't, don't, give <laughs> don't give it's expensive. Man. It's an expensive I, habit. I mean, when JP oh. first came to me with the idea, I laughed at him. I'm like, yeah, okay. I was like, nobody wants those old things anymore. And see, that was 2015. So that was in 2015. So, yeah. you know, I, I really, I thought he was freaking crazy. I'm like, yeah, okay. Selling vinyl, that'll work. And see, <laughs> At that point, I guess no, I didn't. We didn't even know about discounts, and we started out on eBay. And as you as you guys know, I mean, eBay is insane. So there's, you know, I don't know if you've ever sold on there, but I mean, it's crazy. And uh, ultimately, we found discounts what a year or two later, and just dumped eBay and went on there. Yeah, yeah, I've I've never sold on eBay. I've heard a lot of horror stories about shield bit, bidding and things like that on there and i've never really bought a whole lot off. well it's not so much that brendan actually well. um it's basically just that you can't 
you know, live up to eBay standards. And then uh, they had wound up making a technical glitch on their end. And of course, if you're not perfect, if you get one bad rating or what have you, you're pretty much off of there, you know. And it was something that they had even done and you can't communicate with them and it's a nightmare, you know. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said though for the format that you guys have created where you're seeing the face of the seller and and, and by all means none of us are perfect, but I think that face to face communication is a little bit easing for people too because they get to know us and see our personalities and know that hey yeah if we do make a mistake well i mean let's face it compared to discogs or ebay or whatever you know that's it people can see our vinyl you know it's such a great it's fantastic i mean i think it's that and i think it's the fact that you know you're building relationships you know it's very crazy i mean jp and i were talking about it the other day it feels sometimes like you're closer to your vinyl family than your own family it's like you know somehow we all know each other even though we've never technically met for the exception of burton showing up in my house um you know it's, it's very odd because you know we've built like this big family and you know uh jp had surgery back last year and i mean he probably got a, my phone blew up for three days straight with just people overwhelming. I mean, it overwhelmed him because he wasn't used to so much love that way. You know, everybody kept asking, are you okay? Are you okay? How's JP? How's JP? And so it's it crazy, great. you know, because now we've got this exactly what we wanted. We've got this vinyl family that we can share this love of music and vinyl that we, you know, that we have. I, I completely yeah. agree because... You know, Discogs is very artificial. Like, I, I want to see the product. I want to see, I want to know the person that I'm buying it from. Mm-hmm. Because everybody, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced it. I got a record and it looked like a dog had chewed on it for four days. Oh right. yeah, JP <laughs> said the only thing he would buy is sealed because every time, yeah. yeah, every time he bought something graded, I think maybe one out of 10 was right. And mm-hmm. so we just stopped buying anything that was graded. If it wasn't sealed, we didn't want it. Right. And you're talking about, you know, the human factor. Well, you have all these different personalities and some people relate to you and JP. Some people relate to Brandon Supernaw. Some people mm-hmm. relate to me and Brandon. So we sure. Have, and, and not that, not. It's not, it's yeah. not that they, don't bounce around to other shows, but I feel like a lot of them are regulars and you have your regulars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody has a regulars. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what it is too, is I think that because we all bring our unique personalities, I mean, you know, you and Brandon being friends, you know, you guys have a certain chemistry between you that you can tell just like you can tell JP and I are a couple. And, you know, it's really funny because you know, there's obviously a music gap and a generation gap, you know, with JP and I, but I think that, you know, that's why it works for everybody because we've got the young coming from Jose and Amy who are very young in this business to the older ones like JP and I and Mike Reisler. And, you know, it's just really crazy. I think we've just found a way. I mean, JP said it from day one and I still don't quite see it, but what he is right about is right now, especially in the times that we're in people 
think for all of us, it's not even so much about the vinyl. Sometimes I think people watch us just for the reality TV. Well, <laughs> you I know, they watch us for that, that, that moment away from real life. <laughs> Yeah, it happens a lot, you know. Yeah. It, it's like you guys know sometimes you want to back up the tape, but it's live, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, heck yeah. I, I definitely have called myself at, at times just tuning in, you know, no intentions because, you know, we all see previews of everything that we got. And, you know, I'd be like, well, I have that record and I have that record. But, you know, a lot of times I'll just tune in because it's like, you know what? It's not what's on TV. They're real people. I don't have to think a whole lot about what I'm watching. And it's entertaining. It's just entertaining. Like, oh, wow, somebody just paid that for that record. Or, oh, wow, they actually has another copy of that. Like, it's, it's kind of cool to well, see, and, you know, what's going to happen. Gonna it's is, you know, there, so what if there's an age gap? There's an age gap, age gap between Brandon and I. But I'll take <laughs> I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you the difference, though. There's a, a choice of music gap, too. Like, I, and Robo, you know this, I love R&B and rap. I love it. And Brandon loves Pink Floyd and he likes the 90s alternative. And I like the 90s alternative, but I don't love it. I like it a lot. I don't. But you don't get the Floyd. Yeah. Yeah, and see, and I mean, for JP and I, I mean, I really grew up in that hair band era where it was, you know, Cinderella and White Snake and, you know, all that kind of hair band metal where JP was more like, Pink Floyd, Grateful Dead, Allman Brothers. Um, you know, we've learned to have an appreciation for each other's music, except for Madonna. Hey, I was there, man. I saw GNR in the 90s. Don't listen to her. <laughs> but it's not your go-to. It may not be my go-to, but I, I was rocking it, guys. I, was, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I can't do I think, I think we all have our trademarks, too. Um, I mean... J- JP, obviously, one of your trademarks is the bandana and the sleeveless shirts. Like, tell us, tell us about that. <laughs> that where, man, where that I have originated? no clue. I mean, we just—I guess we got into—we uh, got into some things that we considered to be lucky as we like groped along um, because we were the first person on another page doing a live, so we didn't have any playbook at all. I mean, all we had seen was some guy who was on another page who was doing bong hits and selling vinyl. Oh, my God. And we just figured, hey, you know, we can, you know, maybe sharpen that act up a little bit, be a little bit more professional. I don't know. And, you know, take, you know, graded vinyl, because you guys know, like you mentioned in Discogs, you know, that gave us a lot of background to put out good graded vinyl, like all of our sellers do, you know, and it's important that people get it because, you know, we have a hundred percent guarantee every, all of us do. And man, none of us get into any trouble with that. You know, we all do super good, but. And what's funny about it is we never, you know, um, when we first started all this and, and I said, Oh, well, you know, we could do a live. That's easy because that's everybody's first thought to you actually do it. (laughs) Um, you know, it was really funny because our very, very first show, I thought I was 
you know, Billy Badass. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to do a live and I'm going to let people know. But I did it on my own page. Nobody knew me. And six people watched. Three were related to us. Yeah, yeah. We had, you know, so, we had five. I thought it was five people. Hey, that's two more. Yeah. Than we'll <laughs> well, really, guess, though, it, so was, it was definitely a learning experience. But, you know, once we built that platform and, you know, people kind of got our name out there, we had people who followed us off of Discogs and watch us now on live because we stopped selling over there. It was it was weird because mm-hmm. I think JP and I were a little a little off of it when it came to the live at first. And I think that you just kind of find that alter ego or trying to figure out who you want to be online. And I don't know what really started the bandana and the sleeveless. Shirt, well I guess yeah I got lost. Sucked. Yeah I kind of got lost in thought. I think what it is we're a little bit superstitious. We started in the summer. We, our first live was that May or something. And just having to be hot that day, probably. And I just went on with a sleeveless T-shirt and bandana for yeah, some odd reason. I can't remember why the bandana was. I think you were just trying to be a badass because we were selling rock. You know, I <laughs> just wanted to be a legend in my own mind. I was, you know, we were broadcasting to five people, like she said. So, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. And the first record was Madonna that we ever threw, right? That was the first yeah. you know, record. And, uh, yeah, you guys know that's the yin and yang on camera. Well, you know, she hates like, Madonna. I love her. It's like you in Portugal, the man. I mean, I can't stand Madonna. (laughs) And JP finds it very hilarious whenever we go live to be like, well, you're Rebel. You really want to know what Madge is up to. And I just want to be like, ah. Yeah. I don't care. So, I mean, it it was just kind of a thing. Like, it's like, let's just keep going exactly like this. And we just, you know, I don't know. I just want to know how many shirts. Oh, you know what? Every shirt that comes in this house that's a rock and roll or meant for the show immediately gets the sleeves. (laughs) At least you've never let Larry the Cable He's pretty much uh, uh, mutilated every shirt that's came in that's rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. No wife beaters for me. Just the (laughs) sleeves. Well, Rebel, Rebel, you're the only one that knows this. This is between you and I. And this is the first time Brandon's going to hear this. So after I did my first show at my work, um, Brain is like, I want to do the show with you. So I said, okay, well, let me do the first hour and then I'll bring you on. And after that first show up with Brandon, I was kind of hesitant because me and Brandon are both hard headed. Like, we're both hard headed about stuff. Yes. Right? And yes, I, I remember. I, I remember you. the conversation. I said, I called you. I said, Rebel, I don't know yet because I don't want to ruin our friendship because me and Brandon are pretty tight. <laughs> and we coach, I remember that. We coach together all the time. We're together a lot with the, the soccer stuff. And I don't want it to come between that. You know, I don't want it to ruin that. And I was like, what did you right. think? I said, what did you think about the show? I said, be honest, because I'm kind of hesitant about it. And I'm not positive. And you told me, <laughs> you said it was fantastic. And I was like, it was. It was. You guys I are mean, right it, off. Yeah. Because I, I think what it was and, and exactly what I told you on the phone was, you know, it's just like JP and I. Yes, we do our shows separately, but we're always there with each other. Mm-hmm. And so I think what it was and what I said to you, Freddie, was I don't think it would have the same appeal if you guys are separate. Right. You guys have a chemistry together. And even when you're arguing, as JP and I have done on camera, it lets people know that you're real and they identify with both sides of the spectrum. And I think that's why we're all so popular. I mean, moving now, you guys been with us, I think since February or March, you guys started. I mean, you guys have really 
made JP and I proud because you guys did exactly what we wanted, which was to bring in that demographical age group and bring in different stuff. And I think because Brandon, you're more on the, um, you know, high dollar side or nineties grunge, which is usually all expensive where Freddie is more into that classic rock. And so as JP and I do, we're hitting every genre. I mean, everybody loves metal. I mean, look at John Byrne, an amazing seller, but we're missing a whole nother market. And so I think what's really cool about the page now and what you guys have brought to it is those differences of personality that we all bring meshes together so well that we have such a strong team now. Yeah. And I mean, you guys are a big thanks to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. We, yo, yo, yo. We, <laughs> we, I, I, and, and you know, <laughs> what? I mean, it, we have to go hunt for our stuff all the time. So the, oh, yeah, the people that are thinking, Oh, it's easy. Well, I will, tell, uh, I will tell you the last, me and Brandon could detest this, the last month and a half, two months, it has been like pulling teeth finding records. That's it, yeah. Oh my Yeah, God, I mean, it's work. pretty hard for us too. I mean, unfortunately, we live in a state where, you know, we don't have record stores and the flea markets are just Perry Comoed out. Like anything that was worthwhile, it's pretty much gone or it's trashed. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we've really had to branch out, but this is where having the vinyl community has worked for us because people realize. JP and I aren't in that situation. And I got to tell you, man, we've had so many people send us vinyl out of the blue. Yeah. Bonnie Gibbs, Alan Turpin. I mean, these, yeah, that's awesome. these just, they do it out of the kindness of their heart. They send vinyl knowing we're going to sell it, but just because they like the fact that JP could sell it. Yeah. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Bonnie. For that, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Aussie Grail. You just <laughs> and I mean, you know, we, we got into, uh, it was really funny. Um, I rock one in mind, you know, Ken Gerald and I were talking back and forth and he was, uh, you know, kind of on another page doing it, but they were, you know, doing things a little unorthodox, I guess we'll say, cause I don't want to speak bad about anybody. But they were hitting bongs and drinking and drunk and, you know, not really doing anything. And, so, you know, we came up with the idea because JP spent so many years in radio, he understood the importance of raising money for a basically commercial free internet station. And so, you know, all of a sudden we were sponsored by, you know, I nine classic rock and it just all kind of meshed together. I mean, it's, it's crazy. You know, we had to go through a, a couple of are shining, but you know, we're so glad that you guys and everybody else is part of our family, man. This is like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it is, man. 2020, I mean, I know everyone will, you know, say the gear kind of sucks, but no, guys. Absolutely. I think in, in a lot of ways, this year has been really, really bad for a lot of people, but I, I think this for our not only like our sellers for sure but like yeah yeah man. we're getting people through whole, yeah i'd like to think we're getting people through almost. man yeah a little bit of sanity yeah. i mean because whenever you turn on the tv everything's always negative and about what's going on so i think that you know watching you and freddie or watching jp and i or john Byrne, i mean it just makes people laugh and it makes them forget for a brief second that the world sucks right now yeah i think so you know yeah it's been great. 
Well, and if you think about it too, for a while we didn't right. have any no sports, concert. we didn't have any movies. You know, there was barely anything new on Netflix. No concerts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There hasn't been a concert in forever. And there wasn't any new TV. There was nothing. You couldn't go yeah. out to eat. You couldn't go right. to church. You couldn't go to work. You know, so this was like the only thing that people were like, hey, I can actually still buy a record. Not in the convenient, like, normal way that they may have been used to, but now oh, maybe yeah. right, a better right. way than yeah. they did in the past. Yeah, uh, it was like we were ahead of the curve and just didn't know it. But I wanted to get back to what Freddie was saying. I, I have a funny story to tell. You know, it, it's very funny because whenever I have a new person come to me and be like, oh, I'd like to do a live auction, you know, it's really easy and cool. And I start laughing and I'm like, oh, yeah, easy is not the word for it. I think people forget that we all have full time jobs, that this is, you know, <laughs> we're not here selling records all day. Um, but it's really funny because I, I had somebody call me on Messenger at three o'clock in the morning and wow. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do good <laughs> customer service. Okay, so, what's the phone call? Hey, what are you wearing? Huh? I said, what's the phone call? Hey, Rebel, what are you wearing? Yeah. Um, so I answered the phone and I'm like, oh, you know, I, I mean, of course, you have to understand I am a capital B when I'm asleep or first thing in the morning, but I'm trying to do good customer service. Because come on, I'm Rebel. I'm the girl that shares the vinyl love, right? So I answered the phone as nicely as possible at three o'clock in the morning. And I swear to you, this is what the person says to me. Rebel, my dog ate my Led Zeppelin record and I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, being, being it was three o'clock in the morning, my response was, and I apologize to PETA people and people who love animals. I didn't mean it. It was three o'clock in the morning. I said, well, maybe you need another dog. <laughs> I mean, I was just, kind of dumbfounded that somebody would have the audacity to call me at three o'clock in the morning telling me that their dog ate the record. It's like, I don't care. Um, but you know what, though? I've also, you know, been able to help people through depression. You know, we started the uh, VLTV Pay It Forward. And, you know, we're already, I've had so many people message me and tell me that it just made their day to get that package. I mean, Brandon, I believe the one that you just sent out, your person was extremely tickled. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so much love that goes into it. We're getting to know each other. Um, you know, JP and yeah. I joked around the other day about doing the JP and Rebel United States tour and kind of stopping in all these states and meeting our Peace. <laughs> We'd love to, yeah. And Brandon, we were driving home yesterday from a pick, and I had three different, two different, two or three different people that have bought records from us and just wanted to talk about, hey, how, how are you guys doing? What are you guys doing this weekend? How did you set up your podcast? That kind of stuff. Like, like we talk to these people yeah. every week, and it's not, they're not coming to the auctions every week, but we're talking to them every week. So it's crazy how, like, it's connected people that are in California people that yeah. it's weird it's so weird like you would never think that music could do that to everybody it doesn't stop it it literally does not stop it, it does 24 hours a day yeah it does um you know because you know the the crazy thing about it is i know for us personally you know we've sold the 13 other countries and that's the other cool thing. I mean, I could go to Germany right now, UK, Australia. I mean, we have people literally everywhere that have invited us and want to meet us, which is crazy to me. I mean, come on, I'm just a nurse named Rebel. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really just did the vinyl because it was 
Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I love music and, you know, I love the fact that people are getting a kick out of Cinderella that I listened to 30 years ago. You know what I mean? It just kind of tickles me, I guess. You know, and the fact that it's worth so much money, doesn't it make you almost want to, well, Brandon, not you, because you really didn't start collecting until recently, but Freddie, you know, you, you got to be in my boat of how many records did we throw at our brothers and sisters or jack up or throw around, not realizing that now they're worth hundreds of dollars. <laughs> I. That's what I hope does not happen to the CDs that, I don't even know where they're at, but pages upon pages upon pages upon pages of car flipping <laughs> stereo. JP, you know, yeah, JP, don't kill CDs. me. But when I was, I hope it doesn't happen. I think when I was turning 13, 14, this is when CDs were getting real popular. I, yeah. I went to, this is my dad's was mad too, but I went through his collection and picked out stuff and I went and traded oh. records for CDs at the time. <laughs> right of course yeah i mean that's it records were just out the window man just like you know in a way cds are now but i mean let's face it cds still in my mind the best second format you know because we can't buy anything from the 2000s on vinyl yet it's still mm-hmm. not being reissued you know yeah and, so yeah. cds are good but you know yeah when everybody was throwing the vinyl out like i said being my Buddy Dave were just at the flea market buying them up for a quarter, man, for 20 straight years. <laughs> but yeah. what else? What else? What other formats coming back, though? Uh, cassettes. I mean, yes. actually, what we've heard is yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, cassettes, cassettes. For, um, for Generation Y now, for people 21 and under, it's cassettes. I, Which so. I think is so crazy. Brandon has been dogging me about because I've been buying cassettes the last six to eight months now and i have a huge collection i'm like you know what i may throw a cassette up this this weekend he's like i cannot believe i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do that i'm like i'm telling you dude like we went to yeah the yeah the younger people like them it's more. weird i mean gary gary Brutak's son is i i think at the time he was 17 when we met him and he collects cassettes right. i mean that was his go-to and i mean you know, asking you guys a question, I mean, I don't know if you would agree with, you know, me or what you guys think. I mean, JP differs a little bit, but I think what it is, too, is, in my opinion, the music nowadays sucks. Everybody sounds like everybody else, and there's nothing unique anymore, you know, to where when you hear that voice, you're like, oh, I know exactly who that is. And I think it just sucks. I I definitely would agree with you on that mumble rap stuff. It is... it's such blasphemy to what music used to be as far as hip hop music. I mean, it was created hey, back in the day, and now it's just hey, like, Freddie, Bren- Freddie Brennan stepping on your hip hop genre, man. <laughs> I, it, you, the stuff they have out now that Migos I, is like repetitive, and all they say is the one sentence. They can literally sing the dictionary, and that's a song. And I'm like, it is just crap to me. I hate. All it. right, yeah. well, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna disagree with my love next to me, and maybe even you. I don't know, if Freddie will. But I promised myself, guys, I like music so much that I always promised myself I'd never get old and say what Rebel just said, (laughs) because it's what my granddad said, you know, and it's like, you can't tell me that Five Finger Death Punch isn't an awesome freaking group that came out with a great album two years ago. They're not new. I mean, yes, I didn't know Five Finger Death Punch has been out for years. They may have just came out with a new album. What I'm saying is the people who have came out in the last, we'll say, five to ten years, there hasn't been a lot of great groups that have came out since the 90s. I don't know. I don't know if that's true at all. Well, 
I think what JP hit on is is what's happening <laughs> to my buddy Freddie. Um, because he, I think he's turned into that grandpa. Just I will listen. I'll say, hey, listen to this band. He'll be like, oh no, I heard that on the radio. That's the worst song ever. I'm never listening to it. It's so bad. I'm like, Portugal yeah, well, the man the on the radio. It's supposed to appeal to kids. Uh, who, yeah, but yeah. But guy, yeah, well, let me ask you this: You guys ever song. listen to Vampire Weekend? I actually have. They're great, man. I mean, it's yeah, all okay. new music throughout the two thousands, whatever. So, no, I I strongly disagree with Rebel's statement, but well, I love her to death. I mean, like I said, I you know the thing that gets me is you know without calling out artists, if you listen to one pop female, it sounds like the other pop female, I mean, and yes, it's there like a lot there's it. no more uniqueness anymore. All alternative pretty much sounds the same. All pop pretty much sounds the same. You know what was unique about this? Even the '70s, which I'm not a big fan of, but the '70s, '80s, and '90s were they were all different. Right. Everybody nowadays sounds the friggin' well, same to me. I, I tell you what it ruins for me is the new band stuff is when you get a radio station. I don't know if you guys have that. We have two radio stations that play the same song every hour. And I want to right. kill those radio stations. I'm like, because I remember they, you remember the song uh, by Godier? It was real popular about four or five years ago. Right. All right. So I yeah. heard it on Alternative Station. I heard it one time. I said, man, this song is awesome. And then I heard it go to the mainstream channel and they played it every hour. I said, this song sucks because they ruined the song for me. Because I just I don't need it's to hear. It's a great it. song though, man. Yeah, great song. It is, but wow. I don't need to hear every forty-five. <laughs> yeah, you kind of get tired of it. I mean, it's like when Pharrell came out with the happy song when the Minion movie came out. You know, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I loved it. You know, I would go around saying, "Cause I'm happy," and it was funny. But now, when I hear it, I'm like, "Oh, not again." Anyway, Rebel's so old. I like the 1975. They're great new <laughs> music. I mean, there's a lot of great new shit out. I didn't say there was nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think there's certain songs, no matter what, you can hear them again and again and again. I mean, for me, Chumbawamba. <laughs> oh, I, that song, that song. I, I love it. You're not gonna yeah. keep me down. <laughs> <laughs> I I still I still like those songs that get played out. I mean, bare naked ladies one week. You may come on. I can't. Yeah, well, I mean that's true, and it's like JP. Too. I'm gonna call him out because I think it's funny. He likes that song called California Girls, and uh, like you know where it says, no, the one that says Chinese food makes me sick. Oh, LMFAO. Oh yeah, whatever it is. Oh, LMAO or whatever. Yeah. He loves that summer song, girls. Song, summer girls. Summer girls. That's a great Abercrombie is it? You know, love it. But I Heck will yeah. say this: I mean, yeah. being in the you know working together, like you guys were talking about, being a team and having to work together. I mean, imagine. You know, JP and I, you guys are lucky enough that your wives don't do your lives with you most of the time. It's you guys together. Um, you know, JP and I live together and now have a business together. And because, you know, music is so different, we've learned how to yin and yang it. You know what I mean? It's like it works really well. You wouldn't think so. But we hear people tell us all the time, do you guys really act like that? It's like, man, what you guys see on camera is how we are off of camera. We're funny. He did a pop-up show and I did a pop-up show and it was okay. I, I mean, I had fun doing it, but it's not as, it's not as entertaining for me. Cause I'm like talking to, 
I feel like I'm talking just to the crowd and there's no interaction with somebody sitting next to me. And usually me and Brent have something stupid to say, which I don't know why people enjoy it, but they enjoy it. But it's just, it's artificial again for me because I don't have my buddy sitting next to me. Yeah, why? Well, I think that- yeah, I think that's our thing. Is just no, stupid. Like, I, I think the dumber we can make it. Yeah, I think every every. I think our page needs stupidity. Well, I mean, you know, you know we we've taken a boring, we, we you know, brought- somewhat boring <laughs> hobby. You know, for people who have been collecting for a long time, you know, it was always the nerdy vinyl people, mm-hmm. and we turned it into something that's cool. Well, brain is a brain, you know? brain is in the nerd club. I just I didn't know if you guys have heard that before. Yeah. He is officially in the nerd club. He's done a record show and a toy show with me. <laughs> oh yeah, you're in the nerd club now, man. You did the record show. I'm telling you, you've nerded it out now, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't joined Stamp Club or Chess Club yet. Did you guys know that about Freddie? Little known fact, he was in not only Chess Club, which is okay. (laughs) The what club? Stamp The Stamp Club. There you go. I'm a coin collector. Hey, Hey, JP. We're kindred spirits, JP. There you go, man. <laughs> so, well, you know, you're a congressman now, and JP's in the politics. So there you go. You guys got a, a lot in common. He's a city council. Right? <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. I'm a... <laughs> and congratulations, yes, Thank you. sir. Honorable. Honorable. What can we get you, Ready, okay. J- JP? I was going to tell you. Um, so I had a conversation with you know Robert Mendez. He kind of new to vinyl. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, mm-hmm. he, he lost his collection, but he's buying it now. But so he, he let me tell you the reason why he started watching our show. And I told Brandon this. Yeah. So we had Clash of the Titans on in the background, right? Of course. We yeah. had reggae music playing in the background. The TV's <laughs> muted, and then reggae music. He goes, he goes, hey, he says, his wife is walking in the room. He's like, hey, honey, look at this. These two guys are arguing. They're selling records. Clash of the Titans is on in the background, and they're playing. I saw that. And they're playing, that was cool. And they're playing, I saw and they're playing reggae music. And he, right. he goes, it's the stupidest thing, but I can't take my eyes off the TV. And so she sits down. He tells me he was my wife sits down, and now she is like zoned in, and now they're buying final records. So I thought it was so cool. Like one thing caught their eye, and now they watch. Now he watches our show every week. Yeah, it's reality TV, ain't it? <laughs> it's Facebook Live. <laughs> um, you know, I guess I guess the weirdest thing for me is, believe it or not, I was not I'm not like JP as much as, you know, he enjoys being live because he's always been in that kind of spotlight being a radio. So I was really gun shy at first. I didn't really want to do the lives. But it's like now, you know, once you get over the fact that you're literally talking to yourself for four hours, the rest is pretty easy. Right. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and, but it's it is more fun to have uh, some interaction with a live person sitting next to you. To me, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And JP and I don't do very well if we were not. I think if we tried to do a live alone, it would be very hard because you know you you don't have that interaction. And when you're literally talking to yourself, like I feel bad for poor John, you know, because John does it alone, so it's got to be a pain. <laughs> that's why he hurts so much. That's why he's so freaking grumpy, man. <laughs> I, I, 
I'd be grumpy too if I had to talk right. to myself. But, I mean, but you know, yeah, that's what that the trick is, though. It's just, tough. you know, talking to the, you know, peeps on the feed, you know, which is what it's all about. Right. And that's what you get get to do, you know. Sometimes that's tough, though, because there's not, sometimes there's not a lot of interaction. They're just bidding, you know. There's no, that's true. No one's jabbing at you. Like, I mean, I know you have some people that jab at you all the whole show. It's funny, but sometimes, like Saturday night, it was, Crickets bid, crickets bid. I mean, it was it was uh, pretty quiet. Saturday yeah, night. yeah, yeah. And uh, that's it to our peeps listening out there, men. You know, make us talk. You know, tell us what's <laughs> going on more. You know, because that's what we're trying to do. You know, I think sometimes too. You know, you're you you for you guys in particular. I think you guys were fighting against record store day. You know, the one thing that I've learned about this business is just because it worked on one show doesn't mean it'll work on the next. It really is. Every show is different mm-hmm. and every week you have new people. And, you know, what I've really tried to do is learn, you know, what are people like that way? When I see somebody come on, it's like, okay, Hey, you know, I was thinking about you today. I know you're in R and B. So I pulled this with you in mind. So anybody else in the R and B like, you know, blah, 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 you're going to love this. And so, you know, that's been the really key thing that I think you and Brandon do really good at too, is you guys aren't so much trying to mimic anybody else. You guys have really learned your clientele you've learned what your peeps like it's it's funny you say that because brandon when i was we were both struggling a little bit one probably around 9 45 and i was like you know what i'm gonna throw this sesame street record up and then i started pulling all the disney records up and what happened they I kind of perked back up and then people were more involved i don't know what it was it's just the sesame street record we had it was like a burton earlier or whatever it was it started getting the communication back with the people that were it's the great and it's the craziest vinyls that'll run up to you know, i mean jp we- i i still to this day laugh because way way back when we first started we sold a 12 inch pink dolly parton record and it was just a 12 inch single a hit probably dolly didn't even know she had done it was not a popular album it was very cheap on discogs i think we actually started it at like eight or nine dollars it sold for 55 dollars and jp and i danced around downstairs like you're kidding me you know so it's just you never know what's going to tickle somebody and they're going to be like oh i have to have that record and it turns out it's a pretty rare record and they probably didn't know apparently yeah. <laughs> no i mean yeah well brandon what was that that brady bunch i had that that bobby brady 45 that sucker yeah, yeah. that sucker was expensive oh well, yeah i mean the whole thing is that's it it's the emotional power of music and uh that's it we had lots of examples of well i mean i paid a fortune for to get back the first Beatles 45 picture sleeve that I ever bought as a kid, you know, and it didn't matter to me on that auction, how much it was going to cost, you know, I mean, very rare record at this point and I wanted it, you know? And so I think that's, what's great about the auctions too, is that's it. You can reach out and grab something that, you know, is you're emotionally attached to so much. And, and the thing is, you know, like, so all of us that are in these auctions that are people that sell records, you know, I, I, I sometimes I feel like, you know, the only time I'm bidding on a record is if I actually want it for myself. And, right. And, and the illusion is some of these people think, oh, why is he, why is he bidding again? And you don't want to bid against your, your, your customer. So usually yeah. my customer, it's, it makes me feel bad. I'm like, I don't want to bid against the customer. So I just kind of back off. But sometimes, you know, 
if it's a record I want, I'm going to get it because yeah, I mean you have to, yeah, yeah, you really well, got to have it. Yeah, I mean JP and I had decided a long time ago. You know, we had talked about it as far as what we wanted to do. We started as buyers, so of course, you know, we were just another person buying records and then you know when we started our own page and we we decided to you know turn this more to a business aspect you know it was a hard decision but we've made it clear to everybody we won't bid against you unless it's something that i need personally mm -hmm. and it's very very seldom because you know jp has such an extensive collection you know but what's really cool though is I think that it, it done, I, I've been able to do it a couple of times. It's fill in somebody's braille list. Right. You know what I mean? So getting them that album that's eluded them for, for years or that they haven't been able to find in the condition that they want, it just tickles us, you know? Right. Um, there's no other feeling in the world, man. It's like you finally get that last one that you were waiting for it makes it all worthwhile or, you know, I mean, the crazy thing about it too, and it took me a long time to get everybody to understand is the reason why we'll throw everything, even what some people consider junk or, you know, things that they don't want is because, you know, we sell stuff like Barry Manilow and we had a guy who bought it because his grandmother was a big Barry Manilow fan. And so he bought it for his grandma because it was the greatest hits, man. It's, it's stuff like that that just uh, makes it really cool. And it, and it is a hard transition from because, you know, I was buying records about a year into auctions. And then I followed you guys over to the vinyl live page and was buying from there. And I didn't know there was a transition from the two pages. So I was still buying from both pages and I still buy from other pages now, but it's hard because I was a constant buyer. And then I was like, Whoa, I have way too many records and records that I, I like, but I'm not listening to. So it was hard for me to stop going on these auctions, buying records that I liked, but I didn't love. And then so, mm -hmm. I, so I had so many records. I said, I, I talked to Rebel. I think I talked to you like December or maybe it was January. And then I was still on the fence about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if, if there's any slots left. And a couple weeks later, you text me back and said, hey, this slot's open if you want to do it. And But it is hard, though, to be a buyer and then transition into an auction, auction person and then not buy records at the same time. <laughs> it's hard sometimes for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's as much of a an addiction for us than yeah, as it is for our that. peeps. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think we to get back to the stuff that we were on topic with earlier is everybody's like, oh yeah, it's 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 easy, it's easy, you know, like yeah, it it, it looks easy when you do it, and and I think honestly, mm -hmm. everybody could do it for one or two shows if they have a large enough collection. But at that point, when you've done it for one or two shows and you've started to thin out your own collection, well, that's when it becomes hard because then that's where you actually have to go put the actual work in or you're going to start really thinning out your collection much more than you really want yeah. to thin out your collection. And pretty soon you're not going to have anything of your own. But that that's when it becomes hard because you're not finding 500 out right. collections every day. That's just not the reality of how things work. You may and find then you're doing three in a month, right? And then you're doing, but then two you might not shows. find any for three months, <laughs> and that's <laughs> right, so hard. Right. Hey, yeah, I mean, but I think that's what people find out. They come in, and they're like, "Oh, I'll do a show," and they do two shows, and then they're gone. And they, yeah, they have these two killer shows, and you don't. Yeah, see I mean, I've had people do one live and tell me that happens. it's too much well, for them; they can't handle it. They'll go back to selling on discogs. I mean, you know, it it definitely takes a lot of work you know i mean for us it's a seven day a week thing sometimes you know because either you're grading them curating them or shipping them 
you know, it's always something. We're trying to buy them. Yeah, we're trying to find them, right? Yeah. I'm different. I, I, I told Brandon he thinks I'm lying, but it's kind of therapeutic to me. Like I'm just. Uh, and I'll tell you. Right, guys, right, right. Just drop them off every Sunday. Yeah, drop them off every Sunday at Freddy's. It's almost. I feel like an old man, like going to the retirement home, putting a puzzle together or something. I'll pay it's irritating to me. You can yeah, have it. It's buddy. tough, you man. You know, but uh, you know, must be done. It's part of it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Of any if every job stuff, was also right. Yeah, I mean I gotta admit though, I mean, this is a, a lot easier than nursing. <laughs> well you know. we are we are so grateful. I mean, honestly, we are. We're really grateful uh, that yeah. we yeah. got involved in this. And you know, if I would have said two years ago for sure. I'm doing 30 hours of vinyl stuff and having shows. I would have told you, you are nuts because, you know, I have vinyl records, but I'm not selling my vinyl records. But now it's kind of like a second job, and but it's a fun job. So it's almost the fact now where me and my wife. <laughs> yeah. That's great, guys. Yeah, yeah. It is. That that's is great. And I, I think it shows, you know, that's why people love you guys, you know. I mean, yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's definitely a weird thing. I mean, we had people laugh at us when they ask us what we do, and we're like, man, you know, we're selling vinyl on Facebook, and they're like, oh, that's nice. You know, like, they don't get it. And then once they see it, it's like a aha moment, I think, because, you know, I, I, I don't know what took so long for people to get it. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird, too, because now if we go into a record store anywhere, like, not anywhere in Florida, but... If we go any record store within 50 to 80 miles, Brandon and I are getting called out. Hey, we watched you guys last night. Really like, sure. It's crazy. Like, like, oh, you watched our show? You go, yeah. Like, people that own record stores are used to a certain way to sell records. And now they see there's another way to do it. And I, I feel like a lot of them fight it. But if they would just do their shows from their record store, I think they would be successful. Like, kind of like Ashley does from her store up in Indiana. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's getting out of that old school way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I think that it's uh, you know, JP was never on Facebook. So, you know, for him it was a whole new reality, but he loves it. And I mean, so do I. I we just it's that one peace of mind. You can have like the most horrible day. And once that camera goes on, man, you're with your peaks. Yep. You're talking about music and things that make you happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Very It's pretty awesome. I mean, it's really, it's really cool to, you know, it's, it's changed a little bit in the last couple of weeks with football back because we're both. I, I don't know if I'm a big <laughs> fan. Right. Yeah, you guys I are sports nuts, right? Close. But we're both massive football fans. Yeah, for sure. And like, I, I don't miss Gator games. Like Freddie, you'll miss like you know, like Eastern <laughs> Carolina State University Central. You know, but like, I like to go to those games. And so, like, I we talked about it when this first started. Right. Like, man, I, I don't know what we're going to do when the Gators start playing again. Because I've, I've had season tickets as long as I can remember. Well, obviously, we can't go this year. Or we, or we can, but it's different. And uh, so, I, we're not going to home games this year. But Freddie and I have been sitting down watching the games together during the live auction. And it's kind of fun to interact with yeah, a lot of people, people who are watching yeah. us yeah. on their phones and watching yeah. the game on the TV. And, and just kind of like having your friends over, you know. 
your friends are over watching the game, talking about records, and they're probably <laughs> yeah. So you guys try to throttle it back. I, I think ours would so. too. Yeah, it's probably yeah. a good thing that we're not getting <laughs> drunk on camera because it would be a little different. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a lot different on uh, end, that's for sure <laughs> yeah uh, me either I can handle it very well wow, it's fun though I mean you know hey teach its own it works for some people it just doesn't work for me <laughs> uh, you guys always like I'll never forget um, because I bought my first uh, Jody CLP from you guys and it, it's important to me because that's kind of like one of my most favorite records I have and I got the other two, but like, I'll, I'll never forget it because that was like my first important record to me. And, uh, and you, you know what? I, that's cool. It is. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Josie. That's fine, but that's what I like. And it was, that record is hard to find. And you guys were the only ones I had seen put up any kind of Josie record. So I was so excited to get it. Yeah. Awesome. It was really crazy because I mean, you know, when we started it, there was, you know, very few people and they were all classic rock and, you know, JP, I'll have to give him those in the credits. He's the one that really stepped outside the box of genre. The R&B and the jazz and the country and, you know, was really brought all that in. And I guess, you know, I think that's why it was able to grow so big because we were bringing every genre. Mm hmm. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unless you're Freddie, and you sell one every week. Every week. It's you know, it's that's there's a reason why it's sold. right. Yeah. I mean, people uh, love it. A, rec a records guy, uh, uh, Jeff, that exactly actually right. just recently passed away, um, owns a record store, and he told me he goes, you know, we come across these Whitney Houston's. They're only five dollars, but we sell about fifteen of them every three weeks. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's just crazy how you know it is a five dollar record, but if you sell it fifteen times, it's worth just as much as one of those other records. But it keeps your customers coming back too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, you know, as soon as you find them that record that they've been looking for, or they know that you know you've taken time out of your week to pull them their favorite. You know, it's like Alan Turpin. I don't know what really even started the whole psych rock thing, but every week I make it my goal to try to find him something that's not in his massive collection. Mm -hmm. And it just became a thing where now people will tune in just to see if I can beat Alan. <laughs> that's awesome. That's like us. We try to find uh, Steve Ashley. <laughs> uh, he has every Johnny Cash you could think of. Oh, okay. And we try to find... Johnny Cash, he doesn't have it. That he doesn't have, it's right? It's so right, right. hard to find. Yeah, we. I think he's com he's complete on his Johnny Cash actually now. And we we did it. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is so cool though. Yeah, I mean, but it feels good shoot. though to complete somebody's collection or get them their grail. It was like I sold a country record a while back, Luke Bryan to Jerry Nichols, and to this day. He tells me it's his most prized possession that he he looked for that record everywhere and couldn't find it. And, you know, tells everybody how much it meant to him. And, you know, I'm just like, yeah, that's why you got it from Rebel. <laughs> no doubt. Like, like, like I was telling you, that record I got from you guys <laughs> is, is important to me because. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, that makes me feel awesome that, you know, yeah. you say that even specifically about the Jodeci, because honestly, that show probably, Brandon, Probably is when 
or was that Freddie that bought yeah, Joe to see? Yeah. I got you. I thought it was Brandon. I got you, Freddie. But uh, you know, probably that show Rebel was saying. You know, who the f is Joe to see? You know, does it? <laughs> does anybody? Who is that? You know, and here you tell me it's your Grail. It's, it feels great. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, I, I actually got my last brand new album from you guys as well. Whenever we got your favorite weapon from you guys, um, so that that completed my brand new, and it yeah, great like exactly yeah yeah I remember, yeah, I remember that. that. I, I was gonna say I felt honored. But like, you guys had a, your favorite. Uh, JP had bought uh, MC5, and and I put it up because I knew MC5 was a decent, a pretty decent band, and I didn't know how popular they were. But the the key was it was sealed. And then Rebel bid on it. I was like, Rebel's buying a record from me. Rebel's buying I was excited. I was like, that is- <laughs> <laughs> was- Yeah, man. Thanks for that MC5, too. That's a kit. That was a killer sealed grab for me. And thank of course, you. yeah, I would like to thank you from the bottom of my toes for the stupid Portugal the man. Yeah, yeah. Portugal. Yeah. I'd rather, That's I'd rather right. paint dry than listen Great to this conversation record. now. Fantastic. Record. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Fred. <laughs> you know, Brit- Grammy Award winners, Freddie. They won the Grammy that year, Freddie. Uh, Freddie, yeah. are you saying you can't feel it still? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Oh, hey, JP, you know what Freddie said okay. to me earlier? Right. This is funny because now he's going to use this argument in reverse of how I used it earlier. We were, we were talking about movies, and he's like, that won Oscar. I'm like, Oscars don't mean anything. Have you ever watched the movie Roma? He's like, no. I was like, well, right, right, right. Right, the right, now he's gonna say, right, right. You know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame means nothing now. I know. Oh, I get yeah. It. yeah, we did. We were talking about that last week about the Hall of Fame, like the music Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I was like, he was. We were naming all these bands that had made it, and then all these bands that I would never think that weren't in there were not in there. Like uh, Iron Maiden is not in Hall of Fame. I just couldn't believe that. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that, you know, it's weird because when they did the inductees this year, it started a big conversation on our live and, you know, think that it's, you know, a fraud and crap and the other half, you know, because unless your group gets in there, you're never going to be happy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's very, it's very strong. Oh, for sure, Uh, for sure. No. Portugal will be there someday. Oh. Right? <laughs> Portugal, the man. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, the I'm end of this is, is that I have yet to find my grail. So I'm asking all the Bearded Wonder podcast people, find me the 91 Vertigo Press of Metallica US. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Uh, so while we're on this conversation, I'm looking for three steel police albums. I have two. I have Synchronicity and I have Zenyatta. I'm looking for the other three sealed. Okay. So if you guys come across those, grab them. Okay, you got it. <laughs> and it's a Yugoslavia. I think that's the best Virgo. name of all time. <laughs> Yeah, it's too bad you've already got the sealed synchronicity because yeah. Freddie has them, by the way, every other week. You know, so <laughs> every week one of them goes up, whether it's translucent or it's not. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, it was funny. It was funny because I did I did sell a Madonna once. Well, 
I started, I actually started the show and sold the Madonna and I, I'll never forget it. Ben Rogers said, well, does it smell? And so I picked the record up and I'm like, well, what the hell is it supposed to smell like? I said, it smells like a record. Well, apparently I guess there was a patchouli in her sleeve on certain ones of them. Yeah. And so I'm looking at JP like, why in the hell is he asking me to smell the record? Patchouli smells like well, mud Well, you did smell it and it was. Yeah, it was a patchouli. Yeah. It was, but it was the weirdest thing ever. I couldn't figure out why he was asking me to smell the demon. Nothing smells any better. It's Madonna patchouli record. <laughs> you guys, Rebel, do you like that smell of the patchouli? I don't. Uh, I, I don't like anything really no. that's perfumey. It smells, no, it smells like know. motor oil. It's disgusting. <laughs> to me, it smells like <laughs> You guys know that every time I come yeah, in your office, I, I think what it is, is it, it reminds me of, like, because I've you know, taken care of elderly people for a long time, and it smells like an elderly woman's perfume. It just stinks to me. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I would like to just to get back to just saying thank you guys for allowing us to come on and, and do what we do and, and getting you know all of us on the Vinyl Live TV page started. Uh, we we all so really, I don't know if we Thank say it enough, too. but we yeah, do appreciate you guys, you guys for, for sure. It, you know, and uh, is there anything else that you guys would like to talk about? Just or, that I mean, we, we, we want to thank you for inviting yeah, 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 thanks so much for having us on, guys. I mean, uh, come on, you know, your show is ever expanding worldwide. Thank you. <laughs> and and not that this is this historic moment or anything, but it is. We wanted to bring you guys on because it was our 10th show. So I guess that's kind of like a, you know, a gratitude to you guys because we wanted it to be something, you know, what got us into it. And this is our 10th show. So maybe we'll make it past 10. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, man, you guys are becoming the Bearded Wonders, man. It's becoming that name. Yeah. Keep the shirts rolling, guys. Yes. I love it. All right. Well, if you guys are ready, um, we will have – on Vinyl Live TV, they'll be on, Rebel and JP will be on tomorrow, and we will be on, which, well, yes, yes, we'll be today. Right there which will be Friday today. night, and then we'll be on Saturday. Who's on Sunday? Is it? Um, um, Kelly yeah, Dan. Kelly Dan will be on, and then Monday, Jose Bob Bess. won't be on this week, but Kelly Dan will be on Monday, okay. Oh, by the way, did y'all see? And then y'all we see start all awesome over again on Tuesday with JP. Win? And they go Wednesday. Oh, yes. Man, oh, man, that pioneer was beautiful. Yes. It was, yeah. I was, I was tempted, and then I'm like, JP's got like 50,000 turntables like that. And I'm like, are you buying it? Well, yes, that's what you rebuilt. It's a great classic table. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, I guess the only way to end this show would be the way you You're guys. Welcome, guys. You know, keep on rocking it, man. So we'd we like really to thank you guys for your help and the bitch grow. Peace, love, and violence. Thank you guys. Peace, love, and violence. See you guys Saturday. All right, see you guys later.
Oh.